When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on this Friday, the 14th of April, 2023. I'm very happy to say that we are both Back in the studio today, Sam. That's a bonus. After uh, after last week's uh, fun and frivolity, uh, we both were remote for Easter, but uh, we got through it. But we're back today, and a uh, big welcome to you. How was uh, how was your trip down to the Goldie? Fantastic. Yeah, it was uh, Tullabudra. It was great. It's a great spot, isn't it? And uh, kids had a ball. Uh, yeah, they, they were... Uh, uh, there's nothing like a bit of uh, being outside and, and things to do, isn't it, Chris? As opposed to sitting on devices. Correct. Which, uh, can be can well, easily happen. There's but, no good in them, is there? Well, when you're a kid, it's, really. It's, uh, you know, I know when I was a, a billy lid that, uh, yeah, it was most of our time was if you weren't at school, you were spent outside riding bikes and uh, pinching golf balls and doing but stuff like that. So having was... said that, Sammy, if you had had devices when you were a kid, you would have used them. Yeah, oh, 100%. And we can all say that. 100%. You know, when yeah. I was, I never had the internet and I wouldn't have used the internet, but you would have. Yeah. No doubt about oh, it. This, yeah, I, th- I think, uh, but it's, uh, gee, it, it, time can time can go when, you know, the, you can leave the kids to their own devices. Devices, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for, for, <laughs> For an hour or two, and then next thing, three hours are gone. You yeah. walk downstairs and go, "What are you still on this?" Yeah, and sure enough, they are. But no, it was, uh, we had a great time. Good weather, and uh, great spot. And uh, the other family, Ben and Karen, right that we went with, uh, that they had a ball, and Ben cooked up a storm. I'm just lucky, Ben's such a good cook, and uh, helps. Yeah. So, and speaking, go on. Sorry, just, uh, we just settled in and ate and drank and had fun and uh, lots oh, of chocolate. Well, that's what it's all about. I'm on a diet this week, Chris. How's that going? I'm on a diet. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Vicky Gomez, who uh, is, uh, we've had a couple of meetings with her on the, uh, on the Zoom and, uh, yeah, she's, she's, all got, right, tell she's got Vicky? us both on a, on a strict diet. Well, she's, she's in Armidale in, in Melbourne yeah. and, uh, yeah, she's obviously a dietitian and, She's been doing a good job with my uh, brother-in-law Adam and and my sister Joanne. So uh, they've lost weight. And Joanne told me, you know, you need to you need to tighten up, which I do. And uh, so yeah, both uh, Fit Nickers and I are into it. So, so we're going to see how we go. Are we talking food and exercise here? Yeah, a lot food, of walking, food and exercise. Uh, almond milk, almond oh. milk smoothies. Oh wow. What about that? Are they nice? And well, not the roughest, not the roughest. Uh, yeah. So uh, look, uh, lentil bolognese oh, and all this sort of uh, all this sort of stuff. Look, it's uh, it's not as tasty as a hamburger. I've nah. got to tell you, it's not as tasty as a hamburger. But 
Look, I, I, you know, the, the wedding ring's just coming off uh, so easily. So What, within a week? Yeah, within a week. So that means that I've lost a bit of weight. Crikey. Yeah. yeah, you did come in today and you turned sideways. I didn't know where you'd gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, well, that's good. That's yeah. excellent. Long, yeah. you, look, you still look fine. You don't look emaciated or anything like that. You've obviously been eating Haven't had a drink. Food. Haven't had a drink for four days, so I know it's not long. You can drink some alcoholic drinks, and I'm talking responsibly. I here, can't so if, help you can, myself. If I have one, I have yeah, to have a few. Yeah. So, well, but, try gin or something because that doesn't put any weight on you. Okay. Yeah, it makes tonic. you cry, though, doesn't it? Get, not that I know Get of. all depressed on no, that gin. No way. No. Yes, you do. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't have enough of them, but I, probably that's probably why. Now, <laughs> the news of the week. Uh, what did you make of the Animo Dubai Honor clash uh, Well, I was all about Dubai Honor, so yeah. I was not surprised that he uh, smacked him into next week. And uh, and you know what? That's uh, Dubai Honor is like a B-grader yeah. over in England, and, and he, you know, smacked out superstar into next week. So, it, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do, whether they take uh, Animo over to Royal Ascot. And, and uh, you know, it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I had this uh, discussion with uh, Cam Luke on Trackside yesterday and we, we were sort of saying that it's, uh, if he goes there and, and gets beaten up over mm. there, it's, you know, his stud career, it da- it's damaging to his stud career, isn't yeah. it? You know, whereas uh, he's been a superstar here and he's attractive to, you know, he, he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't get a kick at stud over there, but, at, but I would, I wouldn't think, uh, but it, uh, but yeah, back here, he'd be popular. We just don't have that depth of weight for age horses that we used to have. I know you and I have spoken about it in the past and. You know, you go back to the good old days as far as we're concerned with the better loosen-ups and the superimpose and the let's elopes. I mean, um, we just don't have the likes of those horses going around anymore, do we? Nah, that's right. It's uh, And, you know, it's I I, I think it's, uh, you know, obviously we're breeding a lot, a, a, lots of horses. Um, we have so much racing. It's just, it's just mediocre stuff, isn't yep. it? You know, and there's a lot of it, yep. you know, it's, there's a lot of just ordinary bangers, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I look at that meeting yesterday I did there at Kilmore on, on trackside and, you know, some of the margins first to last, they're dead set walking machines, some of those things banging around there and, and that's 40 minutes out of Melbourne, you know, it's, uh, it's, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, uh, good horses. Good horses are the key, aren't they, Chris? And that they, they get they get people to the races and and uh, keep people interested. So it's uh, we have a lot of poker machine racing. I would have thought, and with more night meetings and more of this yep. plastic rubbish, this synthetic tracks, it's complete rot. Like uh, it's you know horses horses don't pull up after uh, racing on on those synthetic tracks, and and uh, yeah, a different one wins every week. So. As I say, poker machine racing it is. Now, speaking of good horses, we saw Explosive Jack win the Sydney Cup, get back into form there. A horse that I'm really interested in, I mean, we've spoken about some of these cup horses going forward. Solcombe was one, Goldman's another one, but this white Marlin, I reckon he's a ripper. Yeah. I'm yet to be uh, sold on him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yet to be sold on him, white Marlin. But uh, but anyway, he's look, he's doing a, a super job and he's been... Extremely well placed, but he he's still got a bit of a way to go. Uh, and uh, yeah, if 
But, you know, I, like I'm not all about backing these horses this far out for those oh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not a futures person at all. I don't – there's too many things can go wrong, yeah. even the day before, <laughs> let alone weeks and months before. That's right. Uh, Chinny Boom returned in great style at uh, Doombin last Saturday. She's a really good filly, and she overcame some obstacles there, Sam, that's for She's sure. just a winner, isn't yeah. she? She wanted it. You know, she wanted the win, and and uh, and that's what you want in a racehorse. And, and uh, yeah, you know that – when you give her a kick in the belly and put the pressure on her, she digs in and has a crack and uh, great quality to have. And she's, she is, uh, yeah, well done to Clint Taylor. He's placed that horse perfectly. And, uh, yeah, I think I think she can uh, she can win a good one. Well, she'll go up next Saturday against uh, Golden Boom of Tony Gollins, of course, who was taking all before before him earlier in the year. I think it was earlier in the year. It was around that time. Might have been Actually, it might have been late last year. Time flies. But... He's a ripper as well. So that'll be a really good clash next Saturday. Tells us that the carnival's on our doorstep, Sammy, which is excellent. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, here's one for us. We had some really good trials at Doombin during the week. Really good trials. And you can tell that the good horses are coming back now. And one in particular that we absolutely love here on this show and the other show we do, the Darling Downlow. Well, he returned. And let's have a listen to his return victory in his trial. La Palmiere quickly moves up and takes the lead from the move. Still running on, never paid from Extremist. And then Yellow Brick. Yellow Brick coming out after La Palmiere now. And Yellow Brick quickens nicely through to win the trial by a length to La Palmiere. Third the move, fourth Extremist. Then never paid. Well, I can tell you, Sam, I don't know if you saw that trial, but he did quicken really nicely under no pressure whatsoever along the inside fence. And the time was very quick. He is right on track, this horse, Yellow Brick. Yeah, he's a good horse. He's obviously with uh, Tony and Matty Sears. They're great trainers there at Toowoomba, and, and uh, they've got a serious horse, uh, that's for sure. And he's, um, yeah, I, I think he, he's going to be better this preparation, uh, better than last preparation. You know, he's going to keep improving, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's the real deal. Um, so exciting times for Yellow Brick. Now, we, we've got Matty Sears on tomorrow morning on the um, Darling Download. Oh, you little beauty. No, you're, you've organised it, not me. I'm going to say, I'm just asking for you to say, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We have. <laughs> so we can ask her all about, uh, about Yellow Brick. So looking forward to that. Now, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. And racing this weekend will be held at... We had a meeting at the Sunshine Coast today. It's a bit of a twilight, Sammy, so there are a few races left there. Uh, we race, of course, at Eagle Farm tomorrow. The listed Daybreak Lover and the listed Ascot Handicap. Gee, that's a raffle, that Ascot Handicap. We race on the Aquas Park Polytrack. We race in the twilight zone at Toowoomba, further north in Townsville, and then we're back to the Sunshine Coast for a seven-racer on Sunday afternoon. Sammy, as mentioned uh, at the top of the show, we've got a couple of guests today. Matty Hoisted, of course, is over in Perth with Uncommon James going around in the quokka, and we'll chat to Brody Loy after uh, the main break as well. But uh, Matty joins us. Uh, good afternoon to you, Matt. Uh, how's Perth treating you? Look as though you're having a lot of fun over there. Yeah, we sure are. We're uh, very much enjoying our time. We're being very spoiled from our, our slot holders, Craig and Rosie Thompson, uh, 
yeah, obviously of Hellwell Stud and, and C Corp are really wanting to, to make it a, a real experience while, we, while we're over here. So we're well and truly enjoying ourselves. It's uh, been a lot of fun. I've seen uh, photos of you with quokkas, which is no surprise. Uh, and I've seen photos of you flanked by women. Well, of course, one of them was your wife. So uh, you're well and truly uh, okay there in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's been fun. We caught the seaplane yeah, over the over to Rottnest Island on Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, met the flockers and able to get a, get a few little photos with them. So that was a lot of fun. And, and yeah, obviously, yesterday we had the big, the big launch for the uh for the three races over here so it was um yeah it was a really good event they did a fantastic job sort of perth racing they've they've been been really good to us and and sort of wanting wanting to sort of do anything they can to to sort of help us and accommodate us so um yeah it's been been a very good trip to date um was that at the stadium the optus stadium or the old optus stadium the foot where they play the i don't know what it's called now they change the sponsorships quite often so was that at the main stadium yeah, it was the new stadium. So yeah. it's been yeah, it was about five five years ago they built that. So yes, that was at Optus. Um, yeah, it was a fantastic venue. It was in a, in one of the big, I think the River Room it was called. Uh, so yeah, it was a huge. It was a big turnout. I think there was nearly uh, yeah nearly seven hundred odd odd people there. So it was a, a really big event. Obviously with the the uh, whole three three races for yep. the the races trots and dogs. So no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Matt, did you get a uh, did you get a selfie with the quokka? Because I I, t- I hear that this is what you do. Yeah, yeah, we did. I uh, got one with with uh, my lovely wife. She was she was there taking plenty of snaps with him, and I jumped down and, and yeah, got in a got in a couple. They're they're very friendly and um, yeah, very photogenic. Probably a bit more photogenic than me, but uh, no, it was it was uh, it was it was good. It was uh, yeah, good to experience it, I guess. And what about Uncommon James? I mean, it, it's a it's a it's a big journey uh, when you're going from from. Well, where 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 did he go from? Uh, obviously, he went from from Brisbane here straight to to Perth. Uh, no, so so from Sydney. So we obviously started our right. campaign in, in Sydney. We we obviously flew flew into to Melbourne. Had his had obviously those two runs there, and then we floated up to Sydney. And we, we had a couple of weeks in Sydney prior to the flight. So the yep. flight was last Monday. So, uh, yeah, it was straight out. So it was good that we, we obviously were able to race in Sydney and then just stay there for the, for the couple of weeks and, um, yeah, and then then fly out. So, um, yeah, we've been here, uh, yeah, a bit over, obviously a bit over a week, so only about, about 12 days before the race we sort of got here. So he's had plenty of time to to settle in and acclimatise. So, um, yeah, couldn't be happy. He's, he's obviously used to travelling. It's a bit of an ask, obviously. Uh, you know, we, we've asked a bit of him this preparation, but, um, yeah, hopefully he can he can sort of hold up for one more run and, and then he can go for a well-deserved break. He'll have that break. Where, where, where does he go after that? Are you looking at the Melbourne Spring? That's the next step after he has that break? Yeah, we'll just see how he, how he comes up. Look, obviously, we'd... You know, he, he's got to take that next step, but if he was to, you'd like to hope he might oh, be an Everest contender yeah. potentially. Yep. So, um, yeah, there's a there's a three run or you know, a little little program mapped out for him to go into the Everest third up. But look, that's all. Um, yeah, that's still up in the air. Obviously, we, we know he, how much he enjoys his time in in Melbourne. So, whether even if it wasn't a, an Everest campaign, there's obviously still um, you know plenty of really good good races for a horse like him. So we're we've got plenty of plenty of choice anyway coming into the spring. I forgot about the Everest, Sammy. <laughs> I forgot all about the ice. As soon as I said Melbourne Spring, I thought, hang on a minute, Sydney comes before Melbourne. Then I thought Everest. So, yeah, that's the obvious. <laughs> i tell you what, um, I did hear uh, Pat Carberry being interviewed, and I, and I thought he made a really good point. And it's something that is uh, that does happen with these slot races is, 
you know, everybody's sort of forgetting about the Karakata plate and everyone's focusing on the Quokka. And I understand, you know, it's the new race and whatever, but it's uh, Karakata plate is it's a serious race there on Saturday and it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's a group two race. It's always had good history and it's important that we don't forget those. You know, you look at the Australian Cup. I said it a couple of weeks ago, Chris, that, uh, you know, everyone's, talking about their all-star mile and rah, rah, and then the Australian Cup and the new market, I reckon, suffers uh, a bit with with um, these new races. And it's, uh, you know, it's a serious race day that they've got on there in Perth on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be going to be a really good good event. Obviously, a 10-race card, and, um, yeah, as you said, plenty of plenty of good races. So I hope we can, uh, this weather's going to be clearing up and get a good good crowd there because it's, um, yeah, going to, going, to be, going to be a really good day's racing there. Now, you've drawn uh, 13. Amelia's jewel, the favourite's drawn 14. I know you're not going to give too much away, but uh, what are the plans from out there? Yeah, well, plan A is probably going to be if he, if he steps clean, that's his, you know, one of his, his good assets. He's not only his versatility, but he, he, he begins well. He, he sort of musters quickly. So, uh, obviously, be leaving that up to up to Ben. Um, but plan A would definitely be if he steps as clean as he did, for example, in the Oakley Plate, then jump forward and roll across it's it's pretty tricky working out a speed map there's there's quite a few that are probably going to be looking for that same same position sort of probably that box seat role without being a, a genuine leader in it so it's it's going to be very um very interesting interesting to see how it does play out once once the gates do open but um yeah look that that'll be ben's ben's problem really once he goes out on the track we can't do much more for him so um you know he's riding in great form at the moment he's making all the right decisions ben so um feel uh, yeah, more than comfortable having having him in the seat and, and he'll make that call with uh, how he steps and what the rest of the field do that first 100. Now, uh, the favourite, of course, is Amelia's jewel. Uh, do you rate her as the main danger? Uh, yeah, look, she, she's got to be. She looks like being being um, yeah, a superstar in, in the making, really, but this is her toughest test to date. The gate makes it pretty tricky. She's going to more than likely go right back, so she's going to need sort of the tempo on and, and sort of get the right card into the race. I think the... With the rain that is around, as I think the market's sort of adjusting now to Valentin is the one that sort of really jumps off the page. She's obviously going fantastic, loves getting her toe in and looks to get the perfect run from a good alley. So, um, you know, it's uh, definitely, I think, not just a one-horse race. There's a, you know, quite a few chances in it. So um, it's probably all going to come down to who gets the best run in transit. Now, you've been in Perth for a little while. Um, how long since you've been home? Have you been home in between Sydney and Perth? Uh, yeah, I, I, I ducked home for after the Galaxy. I um, we sent Uncle and James just for a little freshen up, just for, for sort of six days. So I was able to duck home for for a few days then. Um, but yeah, pretty well been on the road for maybe nearly three months now. So um, yeah, looking looking forward to coming home uh, on the back of this weekend. Well, I was going to ask you about some of your runners at Eagle Farm. Are you across those tomorrow or? Uh, or... Uh, yeah, definitely. Of course he no, is. Of course he is. Stupid question, wasn't it, Sammy? Uh, race one. Number four, Fetch. Uh, she can draw a gate. She's drawn beautifully again, and she'll box seat. Yeah, that's it. Look, her, and her, her sort of her style. She needs to be drawing good gates. She's um, yeah, she's got that real sharp turn of foot. She can get a little cover just in behind them in that second pair or so. We know she's got a got a really good turn of foot. Uh, obviously, it was a, a really good race that she uh, ran in last night in the military row. So, um, you know, back to this. There's obviously a couple of couple of handy ones from from Sydney in the race, but she's she's going fantastic. She's in really good form, and would be thinking she uh, from that gate should be you know should be finishing top three. Race three, you've got uh, Secret Tales. Nikita Berryman, she's got a couple of rides for you Saturday. She's she a bit of a new jockey in the camp. 
Yeah, yeah, she's been sort of for maybe the last couple of months we've been sort of using Nikita a little bit, obviously trying to utilise her being a, a lightweight rider and obviously she, she was really impressive winning on this mare at Dooman two starts back. Um, you know, so she, I think you got to put a line through that last, Last start, um, you know, probably a mile sees her out. She can want to get a little touch keen in the run, as she did over 1,800 and, and sort of had to make a long sweeping run in. So I think we can put a line through that. And on her last two uh, prior to that, when she ran ran first and then ran ran second to Red Wave at Doomben, you know, you'd like to think from a from a good good gate, she can posse up hopefully midfield. And, um, you know, she's, again, at the, at the price, is nice value, sort of nice each-way chance. Uh, you've got that feels better going around in race six. He, he's just thereabouts so many times, but he just doesn't seem to quite win. Yeah, he's sort of just showing. Uh, you know, we've we've seen little little spurts of what he sort of can do. Uh, he just obviously we had that rain that day at Eagle Farm, and these wheels were just spinning. I think you got to put a put a line through that. Um, you know, on his last one before that Pine Enterprise, Pommy was he was really good through the line. He gets blinkers back on and. Um, you know, Eagle Farm back to twelve hundred. We're just probably struggling to find where where he suits best. Um, you know, hopefully twelve hundred shades on that can be sort of sweet spot. Um, look, obviously Tony's horse looks pretty hard to beat. Count the beans on, at the uh, weights with the gate, but um, look, he's he's definitely got the ability to source. It's just a matter of him putting it all together, and hopefully with uh, with the blinkers going back on and back to twelve hundred, we can we can see that all click. And race nine, you've got Asamu drawn a bit awkwardly here. Another for Nikita. Yeah, look, he's obviously going to be probably questionable whether he, he's able to get a run or not. Um, yeah, look, obviously that's throwing him a bit in the deep end. It's a pretty, pretty hot field. He, he's racing in good form, but um, yeah, would probably probably question whether he even gets a game to start. Now, Matt, I've got one for Sunday. I've got to ask you about uh, in race four, the maiden at Sunshine Coast. Deep clean goes around with Boris Thornton to ride. I thought this last start run was an absolute cracker. Missed the start by nearly four lengths. Made good ground in the straight and probably peaked a little late. Was entitled to up to fourteen hundred second up. I think looks a good thing. <laughs> Hope so. Um, <laughs> yeah, as you said, it was a huge, huge run first up. Um, she's definitely going to be better suited at the getting to the fourteen. Just hopefully she can step clean. Um, as you said, she completely bombed the start that day, and that made got rid of her chances. She's a big mare, so she's taking good fitness improvement. Uh, from that run, and and again, as long as she she sort of can do everything right, step cleanly, I'm I'm with you there. She it looks a really nice race for her. Fingers crossed. Uh, now fingers crossed too for you uh, tomorrow, of course, at Ascot in the Quokka, Matty. I hope you can bring home the bacon with Uncommon James. We'll be cheering uh, loudly from from Queensland, and uh, hopefully you're up celebrating tomorrow night with a big night out. Cheers. Thanks a lot, guys. All the best. Uh, Matt Hoisted joining us there, of course, Sammy with Uncommon James going around in the first running of the $4 million, the Quokka, and I reckon has a terrific chance. Yeah, I think he's a, he's a very good horse, isn't he? And, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's it's uh, good to see that uh, they made the trip. And, and yeah, that, and I'm sure, uh, well, obviously, wherever he runs, uh, he's going to go out and have a good break, and then he'll be coming back and be Everest-bound. And, uh, yeah, exciting times, exciting horse. Very much so. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. We'll go for a break. When we come back, we'll have a chat to Brody Loy. This is the Punters, Mate, on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters, Mate, on this Friday, the 14th of April, 2023. You're with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland on this Friday afternoon. 
And as mentioned earlier, we're catching up now with uh, one of Queensland's best and most successful and informed, Sammy, jockeys in Brodie Lloyd. Brodie, yeah, good yeah. afternoon to you. Hey, boys, how are you? Very well. And how do we find you? Yeah, good, good. Um, back off a little nice week suspension, so ready to set in for the winter carnival, which is, um, yeah, looking quite nice. So, okay, you got a week suspension, a week off. What did you do on the week off? Mate, I just trained... Ate healthy and drank lots of water, which um, yeah, it's been it's pretty nice to do that sometimes instead of um, not drinking water and training every day and going the races a bit dehydrated. So it's good just to chuck in a good week of um, yeah, good solid uh, health, which was nice. So um, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was pretty pretty good. It was I went on a big holiday to Europe um, not long ago, so I didn't really need a holiday, but no. um, it's always good to just be re- refresh and reset. This How, co- I was going to ask quickly before, sorry, Sam. Probably never ideal to get suspended as a jockey, and you guys would both know this, but sometimes is it you get a suspension like a week and think, oh, thank God for that, I need a break? Uh, yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard um, as um, Sam would understand, if you went up to train and said, oh, look, I'm really tired, I just need a week off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so do I, yeah, mate, he says. Like you've got two heads, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, when when a suspension comes, it is sometimes not a relief, but it is just nice to just relax and be able to you know have a couple of bottles of water before bed and and uh, not have to worry about it the next day. But um, yeah, it's um, we'll be knuckling down for the next few months over the, the winter, and then yeah, might go for another little holiday somewhere. And that's a good way to do it, Brody, isn't it? When you do it tough with your weight and and uh, you can sort of. Uh, well, I guess just, you know, go hard because it's it's a very disciplined lifestyle, isn't it, being a jockey? Uh, it's, you know, some are luckier than others, but when when you struggle with your weight and, you know, and, and how competitive it is up here, you've got to get up and ride work and it's full on. I mean, it's, it's I guess, I think uh, the beauty of Queensland is uh, and why we see a lot of jockeys from down south coming up here is, it's not as hectic as, as what it is down Melbourne where you're expected to go every single day. And, and up here, we don't, we don't race uh, so much. Uh, you know, there's obviously the, the the North meetings. And so there's sort of two sets of jockeys and two almost like two sets of jurisdictions, isn't there? So it makes it a bit easier. But in saying that, it's still, uh, it's still full-on lifestyle. For sure. I mean... Like I, when I was in New South Wales, I was riding nearly every day. So your weight kind of plateaus a little bit. Not like you still have to obviously have the sweat and so on. But here you might have, say, Thursday off or Monday, Tuesday off and you only ride Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But for those days in between, you're usually either training or, you know, sweating. Um, like for example, yesterday, day off, um, ran to the gym and, Met uh, Ash Morgan, Kyle Wilson, Taylor down at the gym, and we uh, yeah had a sweat and sauna and bath and uh, spa and so on down there at the bathhouse. So like it's you know on your days off you're not you know not not doing nothing. It's um, yeah it's still track work, training and so on, maintaining life for the weekend. So yeah, it is a bit more. It's not so hectic driving four hours everywhere. The travels definitely lighter up here, but still um, yeah training trials track work it's it's um it's still still quite full on but yeah the traveling's just very very minimal 
And you mentioned that you did that with with Kyle and, and Ash. I mean, uh, it makes it easier when there's the three of you doing it. You're sort of pushing each other. If you just have to get up and do it on your own, you know, for something like if, if I had to do something on my own to do with exercise and I could just sit on the couch or do something, <laughs> I'd probably do that. But if someone's pushing you or going with you or picking you up, it, it pushes you that little bit more. I think listening to Kyle and Ash talk shit in the sauna for about half an hour is probably probably the easiest thing. It goes pretty qu- it goes quite quick. They'll probably say that I'm the one doing it, but um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, yeah it is it is good to just um, yeah push each other a little bit. But you know, I think they drove there, I run there, so I'm the fatter of the three. But um, <laughs> yeah, we um, yeah got a good got a good little group. And Ash obviously Ash Morgan moving up now as well. He was got someone probably last year that. Travelled all around country New South Wales and provincials and so on. Now he's moved up here and a bit more easier lifestyle. He um, he lived with me for a week and I think that was about enough. So he's got his own place now. Well, from his um, point of yeah, view or yours? Yeah, <laughs> uh, nah. Well, for the it was a week that I had off, so I was I was probably pretty boring. I was just training and sleeping and and um, repeating. So um, yeah, no, nah, it's good to have um, a mate up here now. I've obviously made new friends up here as well, but. It's um yeah it's got a good little crew now and yeah it's pushing each other and obviously very competitive on on, on race day and um yeah it's good to good to share it around. Good to have uh, obviously the backing of the the Annabelle Nation stable and uh, are you getting are you getting enough outside rides or uh, you you know still that that could be growing. Yeah, it's um obviously I'm just obviously had a great support from Annabelle and, and continue on um, with that support, which is great. But, yeah, just starting to flow. It's obviously um, difficult not being able to ride under 56. Um, you have you know, Ryan Maloney, Jimmy Orman and so on that ride the same weight as what I do. So just a break in there um, eventually, which I've been doing. I felt like I've, without really going too hard over the last, I don't know, um, say six months of, of the season I've had holidays and suspensions and so on and um, weight's probably helped me back a little bit I have have just been a bit at crossroads um, with my weight this year I just I must be getting a little bit bigger and more mature so just trying to find something that works for me has been a bit of a struggle this year with with my weight um, but hopefully can yeah get the get it sorted for winter carnival have a really really good winter carnival and really set myself up um obviously i come at the back end of winter carnival moved up to queensland at the back end of winter carnival last year um and didn't really get much of an opportunity so this year with some nice horses and great support um coming into the winter carnival hopefully that just springs forward into the new season and can really have a strong season next year and hopefully win lotto in between now you've got uh, four rides at Eagle Farm tomorrow. Biscay Bain to scratching. Any have they just reserved uh, her for Warwick Farm next Wednesday? Is that the reason? Any idea? Oh no idea. I actually didn't even know till um, this morning when I checked my rides this morning to mm. see what scratching thing it was scratched. I was pretty deflated. I thought Me it was too. Good tomorrow. So it, um, yeah, which but um, yeah, I don't know what's what's going on there. But hopefully uh, the horse is all right, and yeah. obviously Kieran, Kieran and David know exactly what they're doing where their horses are at, so I'm sure it'll be competitive wherever it goes around next. So you open up the day in the first race. You're riding uh, crosswinds for the Snowden camp, only lightly raced. Yeah, really good run last start. Looks like it um, strip strip a lot fitter from the run. Um, drawn well tomorrow. Uh, looks very, very competitive. Um, obviously, Peter and Paul send their horses up here in tip-top condition and can't see why tomorrow's going to be any different. 
uh, race seven, a uh, bit of a break. So can you duck home? Can you duck home <laughs> after the first race for, for a bit? Mate, I live next to the track. Oh, um, how good. In the, in the apartments there, the, uh, the, the Ascot Green apartments. Oh, right. So, we know those. Um, yeah, I get a few dirty looks from um, the neighbours if I get beat on a couple, but they always congratulate <laughs> me when I win. So it's, um, yeah, no, it's a good little spot, but yeah, it's... Um, I usually just have a sleep at the races. We've got beds now and um, annoy people in there, which is good. Race seven, you're riding Fashion Owl for Annabelle? Yeah, obviously, uh, a first start for us, um, coming from John O'Shea's and very well performed, um, working really well at home. Obviously, the favourite's going to be extremely hard to beat. It, it smoked us last start, uh, Kip Spay, but hopefully we can mosey on across and either sit outside it and Look, she's a tough mare and, and an honest mare on her day, so I can't see why a bit of sunshine on her back and a change of scenery can't springboard her into a, a top three finish. You're on a roughie in the uh, the Daybreak Lover Northern Decree. Uh, last start second. That's a pretty wide, well, it's a pretty wide race. It's a strong race, being a listed race. Yeah, it is a strong race. Um, but three-year-olds at Eagle Farm, anything can kind of happen. Good to get a bit of support from Rob Rob Heathcote again, and um, yeah, just his horses seem to be going really well at the moment. So hopefully, yeah, it can have a cozy on cozy run throughout and be competitive. Late, his horses always seem to lob up at a price in races like that, and can't see why this horse can't. Now you're riding uh, Zoo Style in the Ascot Hand. We know all about Zoo Style. We know him well. He's just a speed machine. He's drawn the car park, so. Uh, yeah, good luck with that. that. That's a that's a crazy race. That last race. Yeah, look, um, they're going to be have to be going pretty fast to lead him. But yep. I actually don't mind drawing out there. I think like he'll be able to mosey across and do his own thing. Um, whether he runs or not, um, I, I'm not too sure. Obviously, drawing wide is a bit of tricky, yep. tricky thing. But at the same time, like I said, I'm actually I would probably rather draw there than one if he happened to be tardy and then mosey on across at his own speed and. As you've seen at Mooney Valley, when he missed the kick, he was probably had to get hustled along and and then found the front and probably done too much work. So, look, he's, um, if he could, you know, run from that barrier, if he jumps well and Moses on across, I'd, he's probably the fastest horse. Like, he led at Oakley by yeah. three. So, if they're leading him over a 1,000 at Eagle Farm, they must be going too quick. But, you know, he doesn't have to lead, but at the same time, um, he'll be he'll be fast into gear and he'll be thereabouts. So whether he's sitting outside the leader or leading, hopefully he runs because I thought that was probably one of my best of the day. Well, uh, we mentioned that you're getting good support from the stables. And look at your rides tomorrow. Uh, you did have Biscayne Bay, of course, for Kieran and David, but you're riding crosswinds for the Snowdens. You're riding Fashionel. We know you ride for Annabelle regularly. Uh, you're riding Northern Decree for Rob Heathcote and Zoo Style for Tony Gollan. So you are getting the support of the major stables. And that's not surprising because you're riding so well at the moment, uh, Brody. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much for your time this afternoon, and we hope you get a bag of winners tomorrow. Thanks very much, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Brody. Brody Lloyd joining us there, and Sammy, he is riding really, really well. And I have noticed that lately because I've tipped a few with him on, and he's been doing the job. Yeah, he's always been a good talent, uh, really good talent. And it's just uh, you know getting getting the weight under control, yep. and and. You know, that comes with a bit of uh, maturity as well, you know. You you sort of, um, uh, you, I know, when you, the younger you are, you, you tend to do stupid things and leave it at the la- leave it to the last minute. And it's, uh, as a jockey, it's something that dead set wrecks your head uh, 
losing weight, uh, as you can imagine. And, and it's, uh, it, uh, but as you get older and a bit more mature, you definitely work out better ways of doing it. And, and it sounds like, uh, Brody's in a really good space. All righty, Aquas Queensland's best and largest stallion facility, of course, is home to Group 1 sprinting sensation, Purata. On the Gold Coast, in the sunshine, a holiday paradise. Now, Sammy, we didn't chat to Gibbo last, uh, last week because everybody was doing things for Easter. Everybody was away from home, and it was one of those weeks where it's very hard to pin people down with a short week. But I've got to tell you, he did tip us nugget in the Doncaster. Oh, wow. Of, and it ran third. And Gibbo, it paid very good odds for third. Well done. Yeah, yeah, it did. I did. I'll tell you what, you've got, you got to be happy with it. But, geez, it was a frustrating couple of weeks. I was on all over New Merion in the Australian Cup. And uh, it got run down by Cascadian on the line. Oh, um, yeah. And then, and I'll tell you what, Nugget looked home. He's sweeping down the <laughs> outside, looked, wasn't he? Oh, uh, look, yeah, the lightweight at the 150 when it chimed in, I thought it's going to win here. Yeah. But, uh, no, it ran good, though. It's, it's a nice horse. Yeah, it paid around $7 or $8 the place, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. Winner just too good. All righty. Now, moving on to tomorrow, the Gold Coast Poly Track meeting back at the Poly after last week at Bow Desert. couple you like there? Yeah, I'm just trying to find some that might be a bit... There's a couple of shorties that I think probably win, but looking for something a little more, hopefully. Uh, race two, number seven, no more red. Just think it finds a weak race, and I think its form's just a bit better than these. Um, I like the second up run. It was the fastest last split uh, of that race here on the poly track, and it was just wide last start. Uh, gets a two kilo claim, ready to peak fourth up. So I think it just gets every opportunity and no excuses. Race two, number seven, no more red. Right, moving on to the next one. That was also what my missus was saying after <laughs> the second half of the football last night. <laughs> Go to bed, you clown. Um, <laughs> second after your second race, bottle. <laughs> yeah, true. Race four, number eight, ancient mission. Uh, Cyril Small oh. here. Um, Stanley had the two starts, far less convictions than the others. And first up at the Sunny Coast was wide. That had to take its toll late. Um, and I thought the run was pretty good. This is easier. Gate three, another one that just gets every chance, no excuses. So happy to be on there. I think it should, should take care of these on say race four, number eight, Ancient Mission. Okay, so Cyril Small to wind back the clock. He did ride a winner the other week. He did ride a winner. He punched it out too. Yeah. Good on him. You know, you yeah. can tell him in the saddle a mile away, can't you? Yeah, you can. Yep. You can. There's a few like that, and he's, yeah, he's definitely one of them. Yeah, he certainly is. Now, uh, anything else around the place you're keen on? One in Brisbane. Um, actually, uh, race seven, number nine, Antino. Now, I know it's only $3, but I'm I'm surprised it's $3 and that Kips Bay's, well, touched odds on. Um Still might be odds on now, but jeez, oh, I think Antino's a better horse. Kiss Bay couldn't have been more impressive last start up here. Um, I'm just thinking that might be as good as it's got. Whereas I think Antino's one of, if not the, has the most potential of any sort of Queensland horse we've got at the moment. Loved what he did last prep. Gola knows him better. They've sort of been screaming to, to let him take a sit in the race. I think he gets cover midfield. Every possible. The only the only little query is. Uh, how ready is he? Because mm-hmm. he's going to have bigger goals throughout the carnival. So no doubt he'll be peaking in a month. But 
they've got to get that rating up. So I, I, I just think Tony will have him right, and I think he's a really nice horse on the way up. And I think these are the ones you make your money on on their way through going up the grades, and I think Antino will win tomorrow. All right. So race seven, number nine, Antino, your best at Eagle Farm to knock over the shorty Kips Bay. And the two on the poly track, race two, number seven, no more red, and race four, number eight, ancient mission for Cyril Small, Sammy. You little beauty. Punch him out, Cyril. Go, Cyril. Now, <laughs> the Two Flogs podcast this week? Uh, yeah, lots of gibberish. Uh, the footy show footy show was out yesterday, so uh, the boys tipped a couple of winners there, actually. But uh, it was a bit of fun this week. Quinny does our footy show every fortnight. He, he tells us a few. He played overseas in the UK. He tells us a couple of stories when he was over in over in Wales and how we couldn't understand what the boys were saying half the time. So uh, a <laughs> couple, of, couple of good yarns there and... Uh, yeah, the, the episode out today is a bit of fun too. All right, so out today, and if people want to listen to that, they get on to Spotify or yeah, Apple? Spotify or yeah, Spotify or Apple. Yeah, so the footy show, like footy people will love. Otherwise, just go to the main show, Two Flogs, which is um, it's on the same page anyway. But uh, yeah, good fun. Beautiful. Hopefully, they get a laugh. It's only a matter of time before you got your own TV show. I'm sure of it. <laughs> Head for radio. Head for radio. <laughs> Gibbo, uh, good luck tomorrow. You have a great day, and uh, thanks for joining us, as you always do. Thanks, legend. Thanks, Gibbo. Blair Gibson joining us there. Uh, Sammy, now. Chris, actually, what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit Gambling Help Hotline. Gambling Help Online. You always gets me that last little bit. Now, Tricky. my tips for. Uh, the weekend. I am going to do it. I am going to do it. This, well, at doing? times we call him a cockroach. I do. Race nine, number six, Garibaldi. I reckon he'll win. I reckon he'll win. The and I'll give good. you one you can put your house on. Race four, number one at Randwick, Magic Time. This yeah. will win. Yep. It is a superstar. It is a jet. Well, you've got a good thing at Randwick. And I've got a good thing. And I don't disagree with Magic Time. Uh, I think he wins again. She wins again? It, she, he, doesn't matter. <laughs> I think race seven, number two, Militarise, which is a little bit better odds than, than Magic Time, will be winning that Champagne Stakes and winning it by a... So how could anybody tip Don Corleone to turn the tables on uh, on Militarise off that, wow. off that, off that uh, size produce? There is no way in the world that this horse could beat home Militarise. In fact, I could almost say if it did, I won't host the show next week. But oh, I won't. wow. I won't because that will just um, make things awkward for everybody else, and I wouldn't <laughs> want to do that. So race seven, number two, Militarise, I think is an absolute moral, but, of course, bet responsibly. Um, what else do you like? Anything else around the place? Belle Savoir in race two at Sandown. I think it is a uh, good chance for Nick Ryan and uh, Luke Nolan. Gee, that uh, Nick Ryan, he's got a really strong stable, hasn't he? Uh, he's every- he gets winners everywhere and uh, doing a great job with his uh, with his horses. So yeah, they're ones ones to watch. Their stables are definitely worth following. Oh, we'll go with Speak Up at uh, Eagle Farm tomorrow in the Daybreak Lover. This is an interesting race. The Daybreak Lover, number one in this race, Sammy. This Kiwi Y Tack. Sammy yes. Collett will ride. You go back four starts. Ran second to Prowess. Oh wow! And that was the. Um, the filly that everyone was getting carried away with when she won the Vinery Stud and didn't go to the Oaks. Now, this horse ran second, but 
has had a couple of runs at longer trips since and comes into the race off, I think, a six-week freshen and back to 1,400. So you would think that would need the run and have bigger fish to fry in a, in a month or so's time. But uh, I wouldn't put it past Waitak to mow them all down late, but but uh, I think speak up. Down near the bottom there for John O'Shea, or right down the bottom, John O'Shea and Anne Jones, who's riding up a storm. Uh, is great value and has halved its price since the markets went up on Wednesday. I did see uh, SEADQ's own Sam Collett uh, on the Twitter, actually, uh, after galloping that horse the other morning, and she was talking glowingly about well, it. I'm not and surprised. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, worth following. Uh, and I've got one for Sunday, too. Oh, good time. And we did mention this when we spoke to Maddie Hoisted earlier, deep clean at the sunshine. I don't know what price it will go up at this stage, Prices won't be available probably until Saturday. But race four, number three, deep clean. Absolute cracking run last start in town. Finds a, a much easier race on uh, on Sunday. So I'm not sure what price we'll get. Hopefully it's something in black figures. Yeah, baby. Uh, well, there's plenty of racing right around the place. Obviously, uh, things are really going to hot up from up here in Brisbane uh, from here on in, aren't they? You well, know, they, these meetings, they, they've got these races have got really good depth to them. Yeah, especially the last two, the uh, the Daybreak Lover and the Ascot. And then we go next week, we've got the clash between Golden Boom and Chinny Boom. Boom, boom, that'll wow. be. Wow. Yeah. And then the week after is the Victory Stakes. And then we go to the Sunshine Coast for Hollandale Day, which is something different because the Hollandales usually run the Gold Coast, but because that track's being renovated, that'll be held at the Sunny Coast. Oh, they're not running the Hollandale on the plastic track. <laughs> no, they're, no, they're not, wow. Sam. Does that surprise you? <laughs> wow. No. No, they're not running it on the uh, on the synthetic. They're running it on the grass at the sunny coast. So that'll be a cracking day there. Big crowd in uh, attendance. Nothing at Toowoomba before we go, Sam? Uh, Wanda Rocks, race four, number two. Yeah. Wanda Rocks, uh, I reckon it'll be winning. Yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, and don't forget to tune in to the Darling Download tomorrow morning at uh, 7 o'clock. Now, it's 7 o'clock tonight. I'll give you a tip at the sunny coast. Race oh, yes. eight, number 10, pick Zar Beans. SEN's own, Sammy Collett. You little beauty. Sammy Collett. All righty, that's, uh, that, uh, that is us for this week. We're done and dusted. Have a great weekend. I hope you have a winning weekend on the punt. Take care, gamble responsibly, and we'll catch you next, fr- next Friday afternoon. Same place, same time on the punters, mate.